This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 26th. The episode is brought to you today by our friends at Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on. Jamie's back from her camping trip, and she apparently survived. We'll find out about that. We got Olympics. We got oh, we got Tevis happened. So there's just so much going on today. And we're also five days away from the roadshow. We leave on Saturday. We had our first meetup this weekend, Jamie, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had uh, about 25, 30 people here. Uh, wow, big so, party at your yeah, house. Yeah, big party. And uh, I want to thank everybody who came out, all the listeners who came out. Guess who was here? And she's visited you on numerous occasions, too. April got the Distance Award. Uh, Auditor April traveled from Texas with her husband. So, what? Yeah, well, they April, didn't. who comes to my house like two or three times a year because she drives through and takes her daughter to college north of me. And she has not been here in a couple months. And she always buys me jelly from the Amish jelly shop and I am out <laughs> April and I cannot believe that you just cheated on me with Glenn. Well, what apparently there's on? another daughter looking at going to school in Florida. So they stopped to buy on the way back and she got me whoopie pies. So apparently she knows what we really like. She listens to the show. So yeah, she, she was messaged here. me and asked me what you like. And I said, food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, her husband is hilarious. I oh wish God, I, I had recorded the sound of him talking about the early days when they were dating and stuff and, and Catholic parents, it would have made a great post-show, but I didn't have the recorder going. I should have. It was it was my yes. mistake. They are special people. That's awesome they're, that she got to come They're see very you. fun. And uh, uh, also, Gina was here, one of our terrific auditors, and this is what she wrote. She wrote, Awake past my bedtime, but still smiling from the fabulous Horse Radio Network Roadshow send-off. Such a warm and happy evening with Glenn and Jen at the HRN headquarters. If any of you had a chance to attend the meetups during the roadshow, it's a must-go, even if the meetup won't include the cutest and biggest pony personality in the universe, Scooter. Nobody came to see us. They came to see Scooter. And let (laughs) me tell you what, he was hamming it up all night. He was... Looked like it. Oh, he thought the party was for him. Because we were right beside his paddock, so he got a thousand carrots, and he just was in heaven. Uh, And this weekend, we'll be having a couple meetups in Alabama, so check out the schedule. Go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the banner at the top of the page, including a trail ride in Alabama this weekend as well. And we want to thank our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products, Horse Lovers, Uncle Jimmy's, and the Flex and Fork and Shake and Fork. I posted some pictures up on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page, so you can find them there. 
Well, today, in a little bit, couple minutes here, Jamie's going to update us on her successful camping trip. And also, Equiderma guest of the week is gold medal dressage rider Aaron Brinkman. And Megan from Equitana stops by. And plus, I heard that you guys still have first world problems. So we're going to talk about those too. But now it's time for some Daily Winnies. Happy birthday, a blanket happy birthday to everybody I missed last week. Uh, apparently, Facebook does not allow me to look backwards in time now at birthdays. They changed it. So, happy birthday to all of you, and I'm very sorry I missed Aww, you. Aw, see, this is why <laughs> this is so bad. This is how people get mad at you. Yeah, I know. Uh, Leo Horn, Jason Knight, Ellen Attridge, and then two Australians have birthdays as well, Shannon Brooks and Fiona Deering. So happy birthday to you guys. Uh, they were all like today and tomorrow. So uh, happy birthday. We really do appreciate you. Also, auditors, we have no new auditors for the last week. That's the first time in months. So get on it, people. Uh, and I did want to mention that auditors will get special exclusive content during the roadshow, videos that we're making especially for them. Uh, so there'll be a lot more exclusive content for the auditors over the next five weeks. So if you want to become an auditor, go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and click on the auditor banner, and you too can do that. So my daily Winnie goes out to, it sounds silly, but I, uh, there's so many different avenues now to watch the equestrian sports of uh, Olympic sports. So we've got YouTube TV. We have that. We also have the Peacock app. And so between both of those, I have seen so much coverage of the equestrian sports, which I don't normally get to see, you know, in, in the real world. Wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Are you telling me you actually watched some dressage? Glenn, I'm going to tell you what, I have watched all of the dressage. I mean, I at least the top rides that they're showing everybody, you know. Wait a minute, I wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you again. That means you got hurt and couldn't be outside. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> Because that's the only way you'd be in the house watching dressage. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I, I got hurt yesterday. Uh, my, I got my foot crushed, and uh, so that's the walk. only way. There's no way that you were watching dressage without being hurt and laid up. I loved it though. So I was given my daily Winnie because this morning, even through um, so by yesterday, I was on Peter and I went to walk through a gate, and I, he started to get a little close to the gate. So I put my leg on to push him away, and he just Ooh. went right into the into the gate, like Ooh. just and so smashed my my foot in between Ooh. him and the gate. Thank so God I black and blue on. this morning. Oh, <laughs> it looks like I have frostbite from my like angle down. It's so gross, <laughs> but. I watched all the Olympics yesterday and I was like, by God, I'm riding this morning. So I got up at 530, Glenn, because I have this show today. I can't stay out there all day. I have rode three horses this morning. With I'm your so foot? inspired with my crush foot, whatever. It's fine. It's Did you look like Isabel Worth? Um, can't say that I accomplished <laughs> that. Charlotte uh, Dijon, any of them? <laughs> no, but but we are well on our way, Glenn. I know. We are well I on bet. our way to looking like them. I bet. You'll be doing baby novice shortly. 
<laughs> Someday I'll get a canner on a 20 meter circle. It's, it's going to be amazing. Well, I have not watched any of the dressage. Big surprise there. But I do have a report on it. So you want to hear that? Let's do uh, it. I, and then I'll give you my comments. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear your comments. So let's, let's go over where we're at here. After two days of equestrian Olympic competition, Germany is dominating the dressage. Big surprise. Uh, German riders fill out three of the top five individual slots, earning first, second, and fourth. And the country easily topped the team qualifier with a combined score of, is that right, 7,911? That can't be right. No, that's... <laughs> that was in the article. So. Over the British and Danish teams, they're leading. Uh, the two days of competition served only as a qualifier. The top eight teams now move on to the Grand Prix Special to contest the team medals on, on today and tomorrow, while the top 18 individual riders will participate in freestyle on July 28th to determine individual medals. The U.S. team finished fourth in the competition, which secures them a slot in the team final. Stefan Peters and also Sabine uh, shoot carry and and Adrian Lyle, all qualified for individuals as well. So our whole team will be heading to individual qualify or to the individual finals as well. Uh, and I love what Charlotte did. Did you see this? This is just kind of a side note. Charlotte Desjardins. She uh, actually did the trot up in her helmet. I and, love it. And she said, I think it should be a rule to wear helmets during trot-ups. I see all these crazy horses, and it is so dangerous. I was in Rio when Cosmo reared up and hit the groom in the head, and I will never forget the sound until the day I die. You have one chance in life. Why not just put a hat in your head? It might ruin the way you look and your hair and whatever, but for me, it is more about safety, and that's why I did it. I love her. I love everything about her. Did you? So she rides this little, they call him little pocket rocket, little chestnut that she bought here in the United States because she was at a clinic. She was teaching a clinic and somebody's horse got hurt or something. And so they, they kind of like brought out this three-year-old warm blood to be in the clinic. And she was like, I want, I would like to buy that horse. So she bought this horse who she calls pumpkin and, uh, took him back to Europe. And I guess Steph, uh, um, who, who's her partner there. Oh gosh. Sorry. What's his name? Uh, so he saw the horse and he's like, what did you do? Why'd you go to America and buy a pony? And they have this little Carl Hester. Carl anyway, Hester they have, yeah. It's this little chestnut who just was awesome yesterday and what's really cool is it came from the united states too which doesn't usually happen you know it's usually we import from there yeah, exactly so <laughs> she took her olympic course i know a lot of people really were concerned about the heat as i was listening uh, a lot of people brought their younger horses so some people had like charlotte had two qualified and several people had more than one qualified they all kind of opted to take their younger horses because the travel and the heat apparently is a big deal i mean these people poor guys there's no coats being waved in the Olympics, and they are sweaty. <laughs> oh, I heard but, that some of the runners and stuff are having serious problems with the heat. Uh, it is apparently really, really hot. But uh, I guess the, the footing in the dressage arena looks just to die for. And they said that the barns are all air-conditioned, and everything is very, very comfortable, except for, you know, the competition arena. But I got to tell you, so I, I'm not familiar with a lot of the – or most or any of the U S dressage team riders, but I got to tell you, it just rem it reminds me that 
dressage is so incredibly subjective because we've got Stefan Peters on Supper Casper, who was just awesome. And Sabine shoot carry earned a 78 and was awesome. And then we've got Adrian Lyle. Who's who been on the dressage a, show many times. Adrian. She, I'm sorry. She was flawless. I was so irritated when I saw her score because I really think that she got kind of big named, you know, like a, she's not a big name. So we're going to give higher scores to bigger, more important people. I don't know. I thought she was awesome. I thought she would put in a very solid, fancy, nice, accurate, really nice test. I mean, I'm not a dressage expert, but I clearly know what I'm doing because <laughs> I've seen six of these tests in a row. Um, but I mean, she, I, I thought she got a pretty uh, low score compared. Now, the German team, they're just ridiculously amazing. And then I watched Edward Gall's new young horse, who his name is Total U.S. Total Us. Well, that's that's, that's right. Total U.S. <laughs> that's what they call him, Total U.S. And it's the son of Totalus, who, you know, passed away uh, at Christmas time. And Total U.S., <laughs> Oh my God. It's like a little mini version of Totalus. It was, it's insane. That was one of the most Wouldn't it be cool fancy if he could moving. just win an Olympic medal with the son of Totalus. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's all, but there's so many deserving horses and deserving riders and the things in that test are just insanity. I mean, if Kenner half pass, five strides, flying change, Kenner half pass the other way, five strides, flying change. And then the two tempies and the one tempies. Oh my God. It's just so impressive. So even if you're not a dressage person, just to watch the like the magic that was happening and, uh, it, it was awesome. So I, I was really, really impressed and pleased. And again, thank God I had something horsey to watch while I was sitting foot in a cup of ice, <laughs> bucket <of> ice. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did watch a couple tests. Uh, I did catch a couple of them. I watched them on replay. And the stadium being empty. We'll have to talk about that later. So I, weird. Uh, it's just strange. It kind of looks like uh, first day of dressage at uh, Land Rover um, when nobody's in the stands. <laughs> it's just strange. Hey, you went camping. We have a few minutes. Let's. How did tenting go? Did you survive? <sighs> well, I will tell you that Instead of getting a hotel room each time, I, I like wanted to camp, so I used my budget for hotels to buy camping equipment. And I did pack really well. I bought see-through plastic tubs, so everything had its own, like, the kitchen stuff and the food stuff. Like, I was really organized because I had plenty <laughs> of time to prepare. Um, so the tent I bought on Amazon, and there was a video uh, on the tent and how to set it up and look super easy, so we did it. Well... All the things about the the tent were true. Super easy to set up, you know. But the, our first night camping, we just it was like like a basic kind of let's feel it out next to a little lake, you know. And we put up the tent, everything went great, and we packed up and left the next morning. Did you have your so, two cans of bear spray by your head all night? I did not, Glenn. I did <laughs> not. But here's what we did: was we had the, this is what we had planned the whole time. Uh, we had our car keys in the tent and our truck was parked right next to the tent. So at any time, if I did hear or smell or feel a bear, I was going to hit the uh, panic button. Oh, there you go. On Good my idea. Car. <laughs> yeah. I thought that would freak him out, right? I thought that was pretty good. So that was my plan. So I slept It's going to freak him out or piss him off. Me. It's going to be one of the yeah. two. <laughs> 
Anyway, it'll distract him from me and my family while we're running. <laughs> so that was my plan. So the first night was great. And then we went up to Betty Faye's house, a listener of ours, and I uh, got to ride Gus, a horse that she got from me. It was that that black and white paint horse that I got off Craigslist and uh, kept him here for a while. And she wanted him, so she bought him. And, and uh, he's just awesome. I was so pleased that her place is beautiful and amazing. I said, I can't believe I spent thousands of dollars to go to Wyoming to ride. And this is in your yard. I mean, her yard is like. Isn't it amazing? Going, Jennifer oh loved gosh. riding there. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was spectacular. And, and the horses were perfect and everything was I mean, great. Basically, she can head off into the Rocky Mountains and ride for weeks and not come home. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really beautiful and fun. And so after that, we hung out with them for the evening and then uh, went to, I, and I felt bad because I did fall asleep quite early because I was sleeping in her house versus a tent. And I cannot <laughs> tell you that sleeping in a tent is not a great night's sleep. I don't care. Who was it are. hot? No, it wasn't no? hot. Okay. It just, well, I bought a fan for in the tent, a battery powered fan, Glenn. Come on, like, I'm going <laughs> to suffer. Um, so I, I did do that. Anyway, so we moved on. We went to this fun dinosaur museum. We did went to a castle with Betty. We did all kind of fun stuff and then uh, walked to the top of a volcano. I mean, we just really went out. We went rafting, which rafting, I forgot. I did it a lot as a kid down rapids, and it's so fun. I just loved it. Luke loved it. It was awesome. We went and hiked to a waterfall and then was our, our next night of camping. And we were at the top of this mountain and, uh, had driven four miles of horrible dirt roads to get to this one particular place with this waterfall camping area. And we pull in and I, you know, park, I've got the tents set, I've got everything set up. And then the storm rolls in. Oh, no. <laughs> Glenn. But you had the tent up before the storm, right? Oh, well, I, we had prepped. We were ready. I was ready. <laughs> I had set up at all the, like, everything that was in the bed of my truck was in the cab of my truck. So, I, you know, I, but at some point I was like, what if we have to run from the tent to the cab to not die? All this crap is in the cab. I'm going to have to just throw it out. I'm like, just throw it out. Just put it out. I'm done. I, you know, I'm not getting. So this storm was like the lightning and thunder and just one of those like pour down rain all night long. And I'm in a tent and I was like, I, I, <laughs> with I trees remember, all around. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember that when I was in high school, that's the last time I camped and like it rained and like you're sleeping bag. It's all soaked and you're just it's this miserable mess all night long. So this is what I was envisioning. And I, I made a video inside the tent and I was like, okay, guys, like, this is it. <laughs> this is where we find out if my Amazon purchase can stand the test. Did it leak? Glenn, not one drop got oh, in that really? tent. Wow. Not one drop <laughs> in that pouring rain. Now, the reviews were right, apparently. <laughs> it was great. It was a great tent. Now, everything else was wet. I mean, you couldn't like go outside. Because And then there's the whole having to pee and you're in a tent and it's raining outside. And you know what? I mean, there's just no way to sleep well when you're camping. It just doesn't happen. And I think I had to pee more that night in the middle of the night than ever. And so I had to go out in the like pouring rain like three times 
to go. I was like, I just, why can't we have a bathroom? Why do we have to do this? Why that is, is this the a worst thing? part of a tent? Is getting up to go to the bathroom in the woods. And you, you have to get up and you can't see anything. And I've got two people in there and so I'm trying to like feel around and like grab my cell phone to turn the flashlight on. You have to go over and find the dang wall with the zipper. Zip it up, go outside, stumble out in the rain, put your shoes on while you're standing outside. In the mud. Oh my God. Anyway, it was delightful. I had a lovely time. And I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and the auditors, uh, auditors, hang on after the show. I'm going to find out really how it went because uh, I think there's more to this story. We're going to find out. Why? About. I just think, I there's more. I think there's more. Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned a few weeks ago, Eagle Equine is our new title sponsor for Mondays. You may have heard of their amazing MagnaGuard gastric support product. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse the happy tummy he deserves. MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium in its natural calmer, and two, it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals, and it's all natural and can be fed continuously without negative side effects. Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. Discount code right now is HRN, and it gets you 15% off your next order at eagleequine.com. That's HRN, and it gets you 15% off your next order. Plus, all their products come with a money-back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, you can contact us for a full refund. Well, somebody that was here, before we get to our first guest, I have something for you to listen to. It's a surprise. Uh, somebody that was here over the weekend at the meetup at, here at the headquarters was Jessica Troop. She's one of our tremendous auditors, and she's also our resident artist. She has done artwork for you and for me of our horses, and she also did the logo for the road trip. And all of you have probably seen that now. We've been posting it everywhere. It's very cute. It's Scooter pulling a camper. Well, she did... Some another piece of art, and I'm going to play a little audio that I recorded when she was in the studio, and you have not seen this yet, but you're to open it while we're listening to this audio, okay? Are you ready? Okay, is this a video I'm going to watch? Or? No, no, it's just, a, it's just a picture. It's in the email I sent you, so I'm going to play right now, and you can react after we hear Jess. Okay. We're here at the Roadshow send-off party here at HRN headquarters in Ocala, Florida. And I have the person that has gotten the most attention tonight here with me. And it's not because she's absolutely adorable, because she is absolutely adorable, but it's her artistry skills that have caused all the, the fervor tonight. I have Jessica here with us, who's one of our tremendous auditors who did the artwork logo for the Roadshow. Hi, Jessica. Hi. Thank you for coming up from Orlando. Well, thank you for having us. This has been so fun. And we got an evening without a kid, which has been amazing. We got to be adults. <laughs> That's worth it right there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so it's kind of cool to meet people that you've never met before, but you know because you're on the auditor page and you've read about them or you saw posts from them. Is it kind of cool? It's been awesome. Finally get to put a real person to the name and just getting to know everyone and everyone's stories. It's been, it's been really awesome. They didn't come to see me or Jennifer. They came to see Scooter, and you got to see Scooter, and he's been hamming it up all night. <laughs> so 
So you're not a professional artist. And by the way, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, take a look at the HRN Roadshow logo. You'll, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You're not a professional artist. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I do something totally different for my professional career. And uh, I've just always loved doodling. And it's, uh, it's just kind of been something that I like to do to relax. Like last year during the pandemic, it was, there really wasn't much to do. You couldn't go out. So I would grab a glass of wine, grab my iPad and start doodling. And well, I used to do water. Is wine col- required when you doodle? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, as long as there's not a toddler around to spill it, especially with an <laughs> iPad, you have to be careful about that. But no, it's, it, I used to do watercolor and stuff like that, but with a toddler, you don't want to have paints oh, out. That's true. So <laughs> I downloaded an app that kind of mimics a lot of that stuff. And it's been, it's been really enjoyable. You, I first knew you were an artist when you just did it. You surprised me, and it's right over your head, actually. You surprised me with, that is watercolor, right? No. Or, no, is that the iPad, too? No, that was that was done with the iPad app. Okay. Um, it's, it's an app called Procreate. It's and- an absolutely adorable painting of Scooter. It's just adorable. <laughs> and that's how I knew you surprised us with this and sent it to us. With, I have no cards I've been using with Scooter on it. It's just adorable. So when we needed a logo, I said to you, I want Scooter pulling a camper and looking like he's like trucking down the road like a hackney would. And this was, I think we changed one thing about the harness and we debated putting a bridle. There's no bridle in this picture on him. And then we went, oh, that'd be too much crap on his face. Let's just see his face. Because you know what? It's a cartoon. And there aren't too many horses pulling campers anyway. So... Well, he had to let his personality shine through. <laughs> it does. It does shine through there. And he's cleaner than he is now, actually, in that picture, too. <laughs> yeah. But you did a tremendous job. Good job. Oh, thank you. Guess I'm... who's going to be doing our logos from now on? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you like it or not. You also just did one that uh, Jamie hasn't seen yet. Uh, but tell us about the one you just did. Yeah. So um, I'm looking at it right now. It's... Um, it, it has a hashtag and the hashtag is team that girl. And it is, it is the team that supports Jamie in in all of her, that girl adventures. So we have the Duke, we have the new thoroughbred and uh, Zeus, of course, and little Stan Lee, the little baby. Well, I guess he's not so little anymore, but uh, so we've got all of those guys looking a little bit mischievous. And then if you flip it over, we have the classic, the the very classic Geldach. uh yes yeah. <laughs> so yeah and you so did the geld that, sh- that shit too didn't you i did yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> very proud of that one <laughs> so pretty much all our artwork's coming from you now That's, you're our resident artist here at uh, horse radio network <laughs> i am happy to provide and thank you so much for coming up yeah well, we appreciate we had a blast. you guys showing up here and i i really do it your your artwork is really big in the back of our camper so <laughs> There's going to be thousands of people seeing that all over the 3,200 miles we're going on this trip. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. Well, thank you. Did you get it? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is a piece of art that it's it's horses kind of standing all next to each other. And what's funny is I didn't even put it together. So the buckskin is Duke. Yep. Then there's a chestnut, which I thought was Nigel. And then there's clearly Zeus. And then I thought it was Scooter, but it's Stan Lee. Oh, my God. I love it. 
Yeah, she got pictures of all your horses, and she wanted them all on that team. Team that girl, because you are team that girl. So I am team that girl. Love it. <laughs> Isn't it cool? This. So oh. we're gonna make that team that girl, and I'll post it in our show notes for today, so you can you'll be able to see this uh, this art that she did. And we're actually gonna make uh, stickers available for team that girl, and we're gonna add it to the to the store, the HRN store. So there'll be some t-shirts available and things like that. So um, coffee mugs. So you'll be able to get Team That Girl. Because so, all of us are Team That Girl, right? I mean, even if you're a guy and right now, you're Team That Girl. So um, you, yeah, so she did that for you. I love that. That is so <laughs> sweet. You know what's funny is Jessica, I, I've never met her, I don't think. Um, but she actually adopted one of the horses that I have here. And she is so horse freaking excited about it. <laughs> Oh, my God. So I rode him this morning. I popped him over a little cross rail. He goes, pip, right over it. I, I took a picture of him because as soon as I put him in the cross ties when I was done, literally, he, like, popped over one cross rail. And he, like, goes back into the – I put him in the cross ties. And he's, like, yawning, like, oh, my God, the drama. And then I'm hosing him off, and he's, like, grazing while I'm blasting him with the hose. He's just, the, like, the coolest thoroughbred that she got adopted from Horse and Hound. And I don't even know her, but I love her. And now she's throwing it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, and she, uh, she she loves you, too. And she's very excited. I guess she gets the horse on Friday, she said. So, yeah, uh, she's very excited to have the horse come in. I don't know what else though. to do with him. I'm like, well, he's three, so he doesn't need to physically do that much. I'm like, I don't know. I'll cross time spray him with a hose in the face and I'm just trying to piss him off and I can't. He just doesn't care. Well, she'll be happy to hear that. I don't think she needs stress in her life right now. Right now. She has a pretty stressful job. So, this Well, thank so you, Jessica, sweet. for all you've done and all the artwork. It's tremendous. It really is a lot of fun. Well, let's get to our Equiderma guest of the week. We have Dressage Ryder, and she is a bronze, silver, and gold medalist with the USDF, which means she's done it all. Uh, her name is Erin Brinkman, and she's here to join us and talk a little bit about her horses and also talk a little bit about her opinions of what happened uh, in Dressage over the weekend at the Olympics. So here's Erin Brinkman. Well, hi, Erin. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you stopping by. Where I'm are you? So happy. Where are you located? What part of the country? Um, I'm located in Wellborn, Florida, which is North Florida. It's located between the big cities of Jacksonville and Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. um, I work out of my parents' farm, which is called Valhalla Farm, and we've been here since '82, and we were established in '72. So we've been doing it a long time. Wow, that's cool. I know exactly where you are. You're almost in Georgia, actually, up there. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, Aaron, It's great country for horses here. We're fortunate to have you on the Monday. This is just, we just lucked out, uh, having you here right after we did a couple days of dressage at the Olympics, and I know you watched some of it. What were your impressions? Well, you know, Olympics are so much fun. To watch, you know, it's such a big buildup, and there's so much pride and spirit in, involved in that. Um, and then, you know, there's also everybody's impression or perception of what they like and what they don't like. Um, I tend to like the horses that are really good in the hind leg, and not necessarily the horses that are super fancy in the front end. Um, I think I'm old school, you know, because I was trained by some old masters like Walter Zettel, who was riding back in the 20s and 30s. So, you know, that's a, a different mindset maybe than the modern dressage, but I love all of it. And I'm really behind 
everybody. And I really loved watching um, Sabina. She just puts in such a beautiful test and her horse's frame is just perfect. I mean, I would call it the best of all of the dressage that I watched, actually. Her horse looks like a chess piece, like especially when he's like in the pee off. Oh, my gosh. Just just you're right. The outline of that horse is amazing. Um, now, if you like hind end, you must have thought Isabel Verth's pee off and passage was like the most perf- perfect thing you've ever seen. You know, that was really beautiful. And that is something definitely that is her highlight. She is just a master at riding Piaf Passage. Every horse she rides seems to have just impeccable rhythm. Yeah, I really thought, and as far as the hind end, I always look for that elevation as well. And, and it was just awesome. I mean, just so, yeah, I mean, it's like she absolutely. should like win gold medals in the Olympics or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Charlotte Dujardin, same thing. I mean, such a young horse, Geo, but he had such a good uh, passage and, you know, he had some little baby mistakes maybe in the Piaf, but what a spectacular ride from her in the overall impression. Like the overall for me was still my favorite, even though he wasn't like, you know, absolutely perfect in the Piaf, the overall look and frame and balance mm-hmm. and throughness is just in, in really impressive. Jamie thought she thought Adrian Lyle would have a had a better should have had a better score than she did. Did you have any thoughts on hers? You know that definitely. That's going back to you know everybody's impression. I think it must be really hard to be a judge at something like that, wherein there are definite favorites coming in and expectations. And then I think the other thing that gets lost in translation when we're watching a video is the spirit of what's happening. So like sometimes when I've seen things in person and then watch them later on video, it didn't really translate as being as good or or not as good as it is in person. And then sometimes I think things are missed. So I think that some of the riders that maybe aren't the winners have spectacular movements like just huge flying changes across the diagonal that take up the whole space, which for me would be clearly a nine or a 10, maybe only score sometimes a seven, which is hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes the things that maybe aren't, shouldn't score as well with some of the upper level riders get a little overscored. So that must be really hard. And it is hard. Subjectivity. I mean, that's the whole thing about dressage. Every single second is subjective. And when you are in a group, like you're Adrian Lyle and you're in a group with, you know, like Stefan Peters and, and uh, Isabel Verse, all these names, you're kind of the small potato in that group, even though you're at the Olympics, you know? Right, right. And, you know, it's, it's, it must be just so hard to have a clean slate from the judge's perspective, like just wipe it all out and now just see what you're seeing in front of you. And then, of course, there are all the different angles. Some things look spectacular from the side and not good from the front. And some things look good from the front and not, not good from the side. So the judge's angles change everything. Now, being that you're a dressage rider and you're, you know, you're like high up there, I don't understand how you can even like watching these horses come out yesterday. And then you've got a horse like Total US who comes out with this shoulder motion that is just 
out of control. And then you've got another horse that is compact and kind of heavier. And then you've got, you know, uh, uh, pumpkin who comes out and he's this little chestnut. I, I don't, how do you judge that? They're all such different moving horses. What is the general, like overall kind of thing that they're looking for when they are judging these, all these different horses doing all the same movements? Well, I think that goes back to, again, like, what do the judges, you know, the judge itself, what are they looking for? I'm always looking for looseness and relaxation. So that's where I operate from. I feel like that is the basic of the training pyramid, and that's where I start from. So that obviously translates to really good rhythm, usually. But at that level, there's so much stress and pressure, and it sounds like they're going from, you know, this cool warm-up area to a really hot outdoor that's a bit of a like letdown for some horses that have been schooled really well in that cooler ring and then they go out there and I think it's easy to must be very easy I've never been in that position to override or underride or lose your confidence once you hit that center line so you know so many things happen I know I'm not directly answering your question but for me no you did because relaxation and and uh the rhythm is is the first thing you look for. So, no, that's, that definitely answers my question. Yeah, so that's why Sabina stood out for me. And obviously, Jessica Von Brendel, she's just really beautiful to watch. And I've watched a lot of her videos from her farm. And she's so playful. She plays with her horse bareback. And, you know, she just makes it fun for her horse as well as work. So it's like I really like to see those well-rounded trainers like, Carl and Charlotte who turn the horses out and take them out and gallop and field. And, you know, I like that type of style. That's my style. They talked a lot about how they do manage their horsemanship and, and Carl Hester and Charlotte do turn out and they trail ride their Grand Prix horses. And, and, and there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. 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 And I think the jumping is important. It really gets the back opened up. And again, it's something else that's fun and, I really love the Liberty work, so I really love to do that with my Grand Prix horse as well. And honestly, I think he loves it even more in a way yeah. that's more fun for us. Yeah. One, I want to talk about your Grand Prix horse here shortly, but I one other question about the Olympics. So with the stands being completely empty, is that easier for the riders and the horses, or would they rather have the energy from the people? It's probably dependent on the rider. You know, some riders probably really dig that and get a lot out of it. Me, being an introvert, I'd, I would love it to be empty. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a good year for me. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered that. You know, I know, and I guess you're right. It depends on the person, the rider, and the horse. You know, there's a lot of factors there because some horses just eat it up. Uh, you know, but some horses love it, ring, love the applause, look for it. I noticed when Tio was finished, he was very aware of the, you know, people that were there and he just had this huge smile on his face and some horses, the test ends and they're, you look, they look like they're like, oh, thank God, it's <laughs> over. You know, and I imagine the riders feel a bit the same way, you know. I imagine those riders that are really having fun and are performers and really can do that in that way, enjoy the crowd and it's really build up. I've seen horses, for example, you know, at stallion tests where they're just two and a half years old and the people start clapping and they'll start passaging with the person on the ground leading them in rhythm to the people clapping. And then there's other horses that are just like 
get me out of here. <laughs> I can't handle this. <laughs> so, so they're so unique and different like we are. So you're known for one of your better-known horses through the years, and it was a USDF Horse of the Year in 2007, was Bella Luna. Uh, but who do you have coming up now? Who's your Who's your star in the barn? Well, I have to say I have a new horse right now. Her name is Phenomenal. Um, she is bred by Julie Whitfield of Whitfield Hanoverians. Um, I've had her just four months, and she was trained prior by actually a student of mine, Lindsay Holliger. So Lindsay rode one of my horses at Young Riders, a horse she purchased from me and got a gold medal. And then she went on to work at Maplewood up in New York. And so she's had this horse in training and I was just lucky enough to have her land in my barn. And it's just a funny thing that I trained one for her and now she's trained one for me. So is it obvious? How old's this horse? She's nine years old old, and we just did our first competition at pre-St. George, you know, just because she'd had actually five or six months off. Um, She had done the national finals in the pre-St. George Young Horse Division, and she was third, I believe, overall, and she was only seven at the time, and she's a 17 two-hand horse, so that was a lot, and at the same time, (laughs) she's a sweetheart, and she loves it, and she seems to, everything seems to be super easy for her. And uh, that makes everybody in the audience is listening whose horses don't make it super easy. Really mad right now. Here <laughs> <laughs> hey, I only had to ride about 500 horses to get to That's one. right. <laughs> That's true. So do you... Gotta kiss a lot of... Yeah. Gotta kiss a lot of frogs. <laughs> so do you travel most of the year to shows? Or are you traveling all the time? or uh, Or will you be with this horse? I will be. My plan is to do, you know, another season of small tour just to get to know her and get her out and build our confidence together and strength. And then hopefully the following year start to compete her at Grand Prix. And then I also have another horse in the barn who's my longtime horse and bred by my mom, Jean Brinkman, uh, Hareton first. And he just started to show Grand Prix. Now he's a whole other case. I like to do a lot of healing work as well, so I'm into acupuncture and chiropractic and holistic medicine, and he was a good case for me because he had pretty bad ataxia and EPM, and he's actually made it to Grand Prix, which is a feat unto itself, and maybe not, you know, an international Grand Prix horse, but he, he does everything really well, and he tries his little heart out, and he has a body that shouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> Well, that that's credit to so you for the being. Other, there's the other side of there's the other side of the coin. Yeah, you got one each, <laughs> but it gives you good practice yes, for the chiropractic exactly. and for the uh, alternative medicine. So let me. You got it. And I know you help take care of your horses with Equiderma products, right? Which ones do you like? Oh my gosh, I love 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 their skin lotion, and you guys are going to crack up. I just found a new uh, new use for the wound cream. I use it as an utter balm on my girls because I actually have more girls than boys and they tend to get a little gunk between their booblets. <laughs> and you put that in there and it works great. And the, and the skin lotion is amazing. Like they have any gunk on their legs or back or any place. I actually half it by water and, and put it on there and I have no problems. And it has been hot and humid in Florida this summer. With cream. So. Have you ever seen the commercials for uh, Frank's hot sauce? 
when it's like that old lady, she's like, I put that beep on everything. Uh, that's how I am with Frank's hot sauce and the wound cream. I, like I, I, I rub it into my cuticles when I'm done applying it. Like, oh, he's got a little something on his leg. Let's coat the whole thing. Yeah, it's no awesome. doubt. And you're totally right. Like I just had a cult who decided to try to cut his head open and I, I came in from the field and I was like, what in the world did you do? I mean, just a mess. And I've been using that religiously and it's just healing perfectly. Yeah. yeah. They, they I, really I, I love a great job with their products. I love that stuff. I put it on everything and, uh, the fly spray. I mean, uh, in Florida, it just must be the most important thing. Oh, yeah, thing. we have great flies this year. They're all out. Oh, my gosh. I'm so <laughs> lucky. I'm so lucky. Yes, I'm so lucky to have Epiderma. I am, I'm blessed. We Absolutely. use it. it one of the things, uh, Aaron, Bethany, that a lot of people... I'm sorry. One of the things a lot of people get yes. down here and we get a lot of questions from listeners about is scratches. And we, de- you know, my pony definitely has scratches. We live in Ocala. So, um, and he lives in a dry lot and it's damp and, you know, all of that. So every year up until this year, we've had scratches. We've had an issue with it. This year, I actually started putting the skin lotion on earlier before they the scratches come out. And we put it on, I put it on maybe twice a week. I haven't had a problem. There's been no scratches at all. Just haven't had a problem. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. And the zinc cream works really well for that as well. If they get a little dew poisoning on the back of their ankles, that one's really good as well. Well, you can find them all at Equiderma.com is the website you can go to to find all of their terrific products. And I got to thank Equiderma because for our road show, they sent over a bunch of giveaways. So we're going to be bringing a bunch of bottles of stuff along. And we were able to give fly spray to everybody that was here at the meetup in Ocala. And they just did that because they knew people were going to be here. So they're that kind of company. And we really appreciate them. Yep. Where can people find you, Aaron? Where, where Where do they go? A website or... Um, yes, I'm actually called Spica Dressage. Um, so I have a website and I'm at the Hollow Farm, you know, five days a week. I live here and I also train out of Jacksonville and Ocala, um, sometimes Tallahassee. So I'm kind of in this general area and I'm really lucky because there's a lot of horse shows around here. And you can cut, you're going to be coming down to my neck of the woods here soon to be doing a lot of horse shows at the World Equestrian Center. Yay. <laughs> Got it. Actually, I'm, I'm competing my big girl there in August. Well, thank you, Aaron, for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful. Take, take care. And remember, it's Equiderma.com is where you can find uh, all of their terrific products. She didn't know she was signing up to break down the Olympics for us. <laughs> you, you, thank you for jumping in there. Uh, that was a great conversation. Thank you for doing that. Hey, I have a little special something for you right now. A little bit of this. That's Templeton Thompson singing Girls and Horses. It's the what first. What are you doing? You can't stop it. It's the first song that we ever played here on the show, what, 10 years ago, probably. And you're going to get to join us on the road show, even if you can't make one of the meetups. And that is Wednesday, August 4th. What is that? Next Wednesday, right? A week from Wednesday. We're going to be bringing you a concert. We're doing a live concert in Nashville. That's where Templeton lives, and we're going through there on the road show, and we're going to do a live concert, and we're going to put it out so all of you can watch it on Facebook. 
uh, or YouTube on our YouTube channel, but we'll have it on all of our usual Facebook pages. Also, Monty's going to put it out on his Facebook page. It'll be in the auditor room and everywhere we usually do these kind of things. And on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page, it's going to be at 7 o'clock on August the 4th, next Wednesday night. We'll remind you again. But uh, there is an event. I'm going to post it that you can you can sign up that you want to come watch it virtually. And from what I hear, there might be a couple other songwriters there from Nashville as well. Uh, and this is a also a fundraiser for Lisa Wysocki's, uh Therapeutic Riding Center, Colby's Army. Colby's Army. That was named after her son. So um, we'll hear more about that that night. And we're looking forward to hanging out with Templeton once again. So we hope you can join us. All right, here you go. Till I'm okay Until I'm not afraid Of staying in the game Maybe that's what it is With girls and horses Speaking of girls and horses, there's going to be a lot of girls and horses at the event we're talking about next. And that is Equitana USA. Megan, the event director, is coming on with us. It's going to happen this year. And we're talking live, not this virtual stuff. So that's in October. Let's get Megan on. Well, welcome back, Megan. And I'm so glad you're here with better news this year after having you on all those times last year. And then we couldn't do the, We couldn't do a live Equitana. Yes, thank you for having me. We are thrilled to be back planning events, looking forward to getting some people out and about and having some more normalcy in our lives. So it's a pleasure to be here and talking with you guys again. Thank you. All right, let's start with when and where. October 1st through the 3rd at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky. And let's for people who have no idea what an Equitana is, what do they get to what do they get to do and see and you know what what's going to be there? Sure. So Equitana is an event brand, basically, and it's a huge trade show that they have been doing since 1972 in Germany. Um, I work for the same company, but in the U.S. that produces the one in Germany. There's also one in Australia now. So basically, there's three things you can do there, but then it's endless amounts of things. So there's shopping. We have a couple hundred uh, vendors that have everything from apparel and tack to horse care to footing to trailers, to even um, some giftable items that you can buy for your friends. And then education. So we have about five arenas, a couple stages, and this is anything from natural horsemanship to farrier services, to rescues, um, clinics, demonstrations. So that runs every day, the three days from opening of the show at nine in the morning till close at night um, around six. And then we have entertainment. So each evening in the Alltech arena, um, many people are familiar, but where like the National Horse Show takes place, it's at the horse park, just a short drive or a long walk. Um, there will be an evening show. So it's like a theatrical event um, with lighting and sound and cameras and all that cool stuff. Um, but it's all about horses. So this year, it's about the evolution between horse and man and how it goes from history to the present um, with some really big names and some really cool people. So we're excited to get it finally up and running. I'm looking at your website now. It's EquitanaUSA.com. Is the presenter list the ones that are going to be this year or were these the ones from last year? So a lot of the people who were going to be on last year came back on with us for 2021. So this list is current. However, um, I guess next week or early the week after, 
we will be announcing our fall education schedule. So this is not a comprehensive list. Okay. This is kind of the well, it's a pretty good list. <laughs> yeah, I know we're really excited. Um, I know we have Laura Graves doing a dressage clinic. Uh, we will have Philip Dutton, who's currently, for everyone knows, at the Olympics, uh, doing an eventing clinic. So we're really excited about those two. Uh, we're working with Strider to get anyone who wants to ride to apply to participate in those. So those will be open in the next couple of weeks as well. So anyone that's interested in bringing the horse and riding. But um, yes, yeah, Sydney Collier, Paralympian, Nick Roll Dan, the face of American Polo, uh, Pat Pirelli, Michael Jalag Dish, Max Kirkwood. Let me, let me stop you. He's the face of more than just American Polo. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. He's the face that we all see when we close our eyes. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. I know we are thrilled to be working with Nick um, from a polo representation to everything that he's involved in in the equestrian space, his connection with all track thoroughbreds. We are absolutely thrilled to have him on board um, for now and hopefully in the future. Well, but- I'm looking I'm looking also at some of the people that uh, are listeners that we've had on the show. Jim Masterson is going to be there, of course. The massage yeah. guy, you know, everybody knows him as. Lynn Palm, you know, a neighbor of mine. Lindsay Partridge been on the show. Uh, she's going to be there. I mean, you do have a whole... B- and the Retired Racehorse Project. Jamie works with them on uh, Retired Racehorse Radio. Um, so they're going to be there probably doing demonstrations, right? <laughs> They are. They're doing a master class and they're involved in a number of other things and presentations and even potentially the entertainment in the evening. Uh, we work very, very closely with Jen over there and her team. So we are thrilled to be working with them. And for the Western side, you have a bunch of Western riders coming as well, uh, doing clinics and things. We do. We do. Um, we have some pending that I can't announce at this stage once <laughs> the education schedule comes out they'll be on there but um for now like colton woods we're thrilled to have um cole cameron we hope to have on board um there are just some really good names out there so no matter what discipline you ride um even if you ride western you want to learn about some other stuff or ride english and they can definitely learn from any type of discipline so we're really excited to just bring everyone together from both the celebration perspective for this year with kind of getting life back to some normalcy and then I mean, personally, growing up, I rode hunter jumpers, and that's kind of where you stayed. But as you get older, you realize the importance that you can really all learn from each other. It doesn't have to be that discipline. So we're really bringing everyone together so they can all learn and take kind of the best best practices and cool new things back to their discipline. And I know there's going to be some vendors that are going to be excited to get out and do this size of event in person because they lost Land Rover this year. So, you know, they're all going to be excited to come up. And I, I bet you have more signing up than you did the uh, first year because they're just excited to get out and do it. We do. We've had so much good support. Um, people reaching out to us that we didn't even think about or that we thought, oh, they have something else going on. Being a newer event, you never know. But we have people that are so supportive. Um, everyone wants to be involved. Whether Even if they have conflicts, we're on the same week as Dressage at Devon and the start of Congress. But we've had companies say, you know what, doesn't matter. We will have people at all these events. We're so excited to be back. Um, and even international companies that are signed on, there were they didn't even care about the travel restrictions up front. They were saying, you know what, we are so excited to get back to traveling and get back to business that we're going to be there. Even if something happens months from now before the event where they can't travel, we have setups for them so they don't have to be there on site. We're working with Equishopper for our marketplace so people can shop even if the exhibitor can't be there. So if we really kind of covered everything, which the pandemic was 
horrible and did a lot of damage to a lot of people and a lot of businesses, but it also kind of made us think outside the box and do things for people that can't always be on site. So there are some positives that came out of all of this. Very good. And where do they get tickets? Um, they can go to EquitanaUSA.com and there are two ticket sites um, on the top. There's a button that says tickets and it'll bring you to a page. There's daytime tickets for the regular shopping and education. And then there's evening show tickets for Equus Evolution. So just make sure you get tickets for either or both because they are two separate ticketed events. And it's not that expensive. This is not, you know, you're, you know, you're not breaking a bank coming. For three-day tickets, $70. So uh, that'll get you in. And if, if you're going to make a trip to this, you're going to do all three days. <laughs> do, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We work with Visit Lex. So they're a huge resource. So we have hotel blocks that you can find on our website. We have our campground at the Kentucky Horse Park. But also there's a huge amount of um, things to do in and around Lexington for anyone that's not been there. So Visit Lex is a great resource. And Georgetown Scott County is working with us as well. So anyone coming to the area has a lot of access to a lot of cool things and a lot of people to speak to about it. EquitomaUSA.com. Thanks, Megan. Thank you for having us. See you there, guys. Thank you. Well, obviously, Tevis ran over the weekend as well, and that was very exciting again this year. And we're going to be covering that, don't worry, with Karen's endurance episode in August. She's going to be getting, uh, yes, she's going to try and get the girl who had the little hackney pony. The cutest (laughs) hackney pony with the cutest little girl. And to see them, like, climbing the mountain in full, like, leaping. Oh, my gosh. I, like, I might have ovulated a little bit because it was so cute. She's going to try and get her on. And also, we always have the winner on every year. Uh, So we're going to be working on that. But, yeah. so Nobody knows who won, Glenn. Everybody just (laughs) That's all they cared about was her. There was a mother-daughter combination that were in the top ten. There were a lot of good stories this year. Yeah, lots of good stories. Yeah, so we'll be covering that in full in the endurance episode coming up in a couple of weeks all right but i want to talk to her (laughs) put her on here too for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems this ought to be good well remember equestrian first world problems i can't make these things up our auditors They can't make them up either. They live them. And this is the cathartic moment of the week where they get to share for everybody else to hear their equestrian first world problems. Yes, we do know that it's ridiculous. And if you have a horse and you have a problem, it is a first world problem no matter what. So that being said. If you need to get things off your chest and you want to participate in the Equestrian First World Problem segment every Monday, how can they do that, Glenn? Just go to horseradionetwork.com and scroll down the right-hand side of the page. You'll see the auditor uh, banner. Click on that. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the party. Well, let's start with this one because we were just talking about the Tevis Cup and uh, Diane signed up for the virtual Tevis Cup. Okay, so this is how it's going for her. I signed up for the virtual Tevis Cup, but I don't have a trailer yet, so I'm riding around in circles on my barn owner's property. Oh, 100 miles in circles? 100 <laughs> miles in circles? 
<laughs> Girl, you don't need a trailer right now. She the didn't street. say the property may be a thousand acres. We don't know, but I'm guessing uh, not. Circle <laughs> seems limiting. Yeah, okay. It's a two acre property. Get on the freeway. Just go. <laughs> uh, Amy says it was my husband's birthday yesterday. So he had control of the telly and we had to watch Olympic boxing and I missed out on some of the dressage. <laughs> He was torturing you with boxing while you were torturing him with dressage. That seems fair to me, actually. There's going to be a lot of connections within the Olympics here. And I will tell you that I did in my foot up on ice phase yesterday. I did watch a lot of different types of sports. Yeah, you do watch things you would never watch any other time. Ever. I, 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 nobody <laughs> watches these things. I don't think the people playing these things watch. Okay? Can I like, give is... Florida, you're always busting on Florida on Wednesdays. I'm going to give Florida some love. The 18-year-old girl who won the Taekwondo. Uh, first gold medalist ever in Taekwondo from the United States. She's 18. She started when she was four. And she told her mom when she was five that she was going to win the gold medal. She's 18 and won the gold medal. That's where I'm making Lucas do that now. <laughs> I know what I watch is I really did a deep dive in archery yesterday. <laughs> Those bows so, are incredible. I don't. They're scary. And I don't. The what South is Korean the thing that sticks out the front? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it all is. All I know <laughs> is that we were sh- we're now having a own, our own personal Olympics here at the house. Going to have an archery yesterday, competition. <laughs> we did an archery competition, and I still can't shoot from my shoulder surgery. But my son did. It. Then we had a soccer tournament, and then we had oh my god, we have some. We have an equestrian division tomorrow morning. <laughs> so we're we're full on. The <laughs> Lucas Olympics is going to do dressage. Okay. Offs and passages. Uh, yeah, on 27 year old. Yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> uh, Hillary says, I just bought a brand new French custom monoflap saddle fit specifically to me. But I had to trade in my other saddle at down payment, and now the new one is not going to arrive until August 27th. And uh, I have to borrow a dual flap saddle until then. <laughs> Oh my God, Hillary, just quit. How could you possibly live like that? Uh, Madison says, I finally got a new tag for my trailer and then my horse lost a shoe on Friday. And then we had good weather on Saturday. Ugh. Those are all real problems. <laughs> She's sorry. Okay. Allison said, it is so annoying that all my horses have the same. Oh, it's annoying that all my horses have the same rain sheet because they're all also different sizes, but they all match so nicely. But now I just got a new horse. So what do I do? Do you just have one looking different? Do we get another one? Uh, let me tell you something. All I bought all my weather beaters on sale and they're all navy blue and they're all different sizes. That's and a it's nightmare. So annoying. <laughs> get it different colors for every horse. That's the easiest way. It's a nightmare. It's, it's a nightmare. Really- yeah. I have name tags on them and everything, but you still have to like flip around and look for the name tag in me. Debbie says my five-year-old homebred mare is finally sound, happy and going well under saddle. But now I have to buy all new tack for her because I like each horse to have their own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I know everybody in my barn has its own color. Like people do barn colors. I do horse colors because like, seriously, when we're going to get to that. Well, you build a big tack room, you have to fill it. You have to yeah, fill it. Yeah. Lily, this is really sad, Lily. Glenn, maybe you can offer some help to Lily because she says, <clears throat> I put the KPP Kentucky Derby Red Roses sticker on my horse trailer. But in hindsight, I should have put it on my red car because it would have matched. 
I got one for you. We have uh, we have we have a special one that they made with the Horse Radio Network logo in the horse. That would look even yeah, better. Yeah, but it doesn't match. It's in red. Then... It's in red. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. It'll look good. That'll work. Um, Lily, or you could just, just write him back. Yeah, KTC just uh, just PM me. I'll send you one. Uh, Jillian says, I can't get anything done because Olympics. Girl, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, let's see. Meta says, it stormed terribly last night. When I went to bring in my guy in today, my thoughts were, oh, my gosh. He looks so good. He's so shiny. A little dark as an Oh my God, that's mud. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of took a little license with that one because I could hear her saying it. Uh, Aaron said, I finally figured out how to get the Olympic dressage to play on my Roku, but it also wouldn't let me fast forward at all. So I had to watch all 5.5 hours of day two competition today and didn't even ride my own horse. (laughs) That's what I did yesterday after I got my little foot smushed. Um, I watched dressage and then I was up at 5.30 this morning like, I can make it all happen were you li- was john kyle the one you were listening to or watching was he on? No, no i can't find john because he does a, he's it's john kyle and lucinda and yeah. now i'm listening to the derby the guy who does a derby coverage along with um melanie smith taylor who's awesome but i would really like to hear john and lucinda yeah. where do i find that i don't know i don't anybody that knows let us know where you find john Somebody really helpfully told me that uh, the, their TV station in Australia was playing them. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they're doing it for. <laughs> <laughs> Juniper says, I spent a month teaching my horses to lead from the offsize be- before I was having carpal tunnel surgery. She says, but now my daughter is doing everything for them and all that training is going to waste. <laughs> you know what it is? It's not even training them. It's training you. Like, I... I have, there's something physically wrong with me when I try to lead a horse with my left hand. It's like, I don't know what it is. I can't do it. Um, Scooter won't do it. I taught him so well to lead only on the right. He will not go to the left now. Like, you if you lead him on the left? No. Nope. Like on the normal side? No, he, he always leads on the right. So, because we, we try and get one of each, that way if you're taking two at once. But Scooter will not do the left now. So, if Nigel comes along, Nigel has to be on the left because Scooter's on the right. Well, you better not have carpal tunnel in your right hand. <laughs> uh, Sharon says, I have to work this week, but we can record the Olympics. However, my husband didn't set up the equestrian events before he left for Alaska. So, I'm going to have to program them all by myself. Oh. <laughs> There's How nobody more inept at computer stuff than horse people, horse women. Oh, we are just You're inept. Yes. I learned how to, did I tell you, I learned how to mow yesterday, Glenn. If we have one of those um, zero turn lawnmowers. Oh, and they're I, fun. I told Chad, I said, here's the video, babe. I, I feel like you travel so much. You have so much work to do. I would like to learn how to run the mower. And I would like to learn how to dr- you know, just get the deeper spots. And I'll let you do the pretty stuff. But, like, let me learn. So we got a little lesson. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go in the pasture and practice. See ya. And, like, two hours later, I came back up because it was out of gas. Because I cut myself bridle paths all the <laughs> pasture. And this morning I posted a video of me using them. Like I was like, this is great. Like I just made myself little galloping lanes in the pasture. You always have so, an ulterior motive. Women always. Oh have yeah. An ulterior uh, I, and, and you know what, if I would have told him that he'd probably been like, you can't just like, you go can't just mow paths. You have to mow the whole thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Randomly. I mean, his it, ADD like, and his obsessive compulsiveness are now kicking in yes. and he's just sweating. He is so a type, Mr. Fighter Pilot. Everything has to be, you know, done. And then, like when he mows, it looks like Wrigley Field. You how know, the like, hell did like, he marry you with your car and, and your and house? You just see out there, there's like 
random stripes through the bed. <laughs> How did he marry you? You haven't made your bed in 10 years. And here's a guy who had to make his bed perfectly. How did you know I never made my bed? Well, I've been to your I house. Bed before I get in it. Been to your house. Get out of my room, creeper. Okay. Jill says, I can't find the ideal saddle pad color for my chestnut with a flaxen mane and tail. And let me tell you, Jill, as the owner of Zeus, who's the chestnut with the flaxen mane and tail, the only thing I could find was dark green. Dark green. Okay. Um, By the way, I hate to tell you this, Jamie, but after 10 years, the audience also knows you don't clean your car in your bedroom, and they've never been in it. But we can we can <laughs> tell. We can tell. Shut up, <laughs> Hashtag Team That Girl! Come on! Uh, Carrie says, I don't have room for a trunk in my tech room since I went to rotate. Oh, this is sad, actually. I don't have room. I need the, the I need to bring it down. I don't have room for a trunk in my tech room. So since I want to rotate through my adorable saddle pads, I have to bring them all back and forth from home to the barn. And like, what if I'm in the mood for a certain saddle pad and it strikes me when I'm already at the barn? I can't do anything about it. <laughs> You're just gonna have to get a bigger car. Yeah. Put them all in there. All right, time for know. one more. Um, let's see. Um, poor Kara. Okay. I skipped a bunch of them because of Glenn, but Kara says I get to write Frisians at work, but the quote arena is too small for some of the bigger ones to get more than three strides of canner in. So I'm like forced to hack them out on 170 acres of rolling hills. <laughs> and there's a photo attached. And Kara, you're either my new best friend or you're dead to me. <laughs> I haven't decided. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for submitting your first world problems. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll have a full week of shows for you this week. And tomorrow is the Horse Illustrated episode. So tune in tomorrow. Matter of fact, one of our guests was came to the meetup here over the weekend. So you'll hear uh, Mary Phelps on there and uh, talking about her cute little ponies. Uh, and they are briar ponies, too. You'll hear about that. I may have gotten a set over the weekend that she brought along. So we're going to uh, do that tomorrow, and then Jamie and I will be here the rest of the week as well. We have a very special episode for you on Thursday. Helena is interviewing Jennifer and I tomorrow in a pre-road trip episode about why we're doing this, and Helena has some questions. So she asked to uh, host that episode and ask uh, put us under the hot seat. So we're going to do that one live on Facebook tomorrow, too, for the auditors. So you'll be able to okay. watch that live, and we'll put that on on Thursday. And then... Uh, yeah. Have you guys paid me recently? Because I have a small dilemma today. Um, I would like to announce for the first time since I have lived here in Oklahoma over the weekend, my prayers were answered. They, she moved okay. out? No. <laughs> but guess what moved in? What? Costco! There's a Costco in Oklahoma! I've been driving an hour and a half to get to a Costco north of Oklahoma City, and now it's in Moore, which is 20 minutes away. There's a Costco. I know that she sent you out a check. You should have one in the mail from your. I was going to say we need to make sure because I'm going shopping <laughs> right after this show. You said you're doing so. I'm I'm going shopping, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful on my bank. You can't account. get out of Costco for less than 200 bucks. There's no way. 
Oh, I don't no. think it's allowed. You're, actually, you're a rookie if you think I'm spending two hundred dollars <laughs> in Costco. That is like I would. But you do I have cereal for the next ten years, so oh, there's that. Two hundred bucks. Do you know that there is a that I when I drive to the one north of Oklahoma City, there's a certain spaghetti sauce that I like, and it's only sold at Costco. And I will buy, and they're giant. Giant bottles, Glenn. Giant. And I'll buy 15. I don't care. <laughs> I have them in my pantry. And then there's also, there's like six things that when I go up there, I would have to buy like 15 of. So maybe it will be $200 because I can just buy one of everything that's giant and not, you know, stock up for life. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'm glad you have sent me money because it's gone. Auditors, hold on. We'll do a post show. Thanks, everybody. Baby, you're gout.